Super Talk Mississippi media production. We will continue our opponent preview with an opponent we don't get to talk about very much. Wes Rucker joins us from Go Vols 24-7 to talk about Tennessee. Wes, I assume these teams are still in the same conference, right? MSU's first trip to Knoxville since 2008. The head coaches for that game, Sylvester Croom and Phil Fulmer. It's been a long time since the Bulldogs uh, were up there. Just just real quick, before we get into the, the preview, is this right? I mean, for conference scheduling, these two teams haven't played each other since 2012, and like we said, this first trip for, to Knoxville in, in, in 11 years. Is there a way to fix this that, y- that you've got like a quick solution for? Yeah, I, I do, but I don't think coaches like you very much. That's out of ninth SEC game. You, you know, I, I think that's uh, – I remember when, when the SEC had six games there uh, and they tried to move it up to seven. Coaches complained about it said the SEC would never win a national championship. Well, they didn't. That was fine. Then they moved it up to eight games, and every coach said, oh, there's no way the SEC's going to win a national championship now. The first year of the eight games, well, you know, right there after there, Tennessee goes and wins a national title. So, I mean, it's not – coaches don't like it, and I understand why, um, but I think some other conferences are going to, and I think the SEC's going to have to do it too. It just – if you if you have that many teams in your league and you want to go at least you know if you want to go somewhere more than once a decade, um, then you got to do it that way. Yeah. If you look at the FBS teams on Mississippi State schedule, uh, they've played everybody in the last five years other than Tennessee. So that's just a team that for me I'm not familiar with. Give me a, a like a over overview, a thousand feet above the ground look at Tennessee this year. What am I looking for from the Volunteers? Well, I can tell you, in short, Tennessee was good for about 110 years, and the past 10 years hasn't been quite so good. You know, that, that's, that's the short way to put it. But, but no, I, I think that, you know, this is a team that people don't like the word rebuilding, but, but, but it's rebuilding. You know, um, when you're trying to shuffle the deck, they had something going there. With Majors and Fulmer, they had two coaches for 30 years, and they had all kinds of consistency, all kinds of continuity. Now they don't have any of that. So what you've got now – is you've had several coaches the past few years. So you've got coaches from different systems, you know, recruiting guys, trying to mix and match. Now you've got a Tennessee team that I think looks more physically capable than it did last season, but I don't know that that is a guarantee that it's going to go out there and be a good year. I I think that there is a potential for this team to go out there and be better, Um, but there's holes on that roster. The the roster that Pruitt and those guys took over, they could not fix that in one year. So they were going to have to kind of pick and choose. And I think they've done a pretty good job of, of picking and choosing the right battles, but they still have a roster that needs help. I like Jarrett Garantano. I've, I, you know, from what I've been able to watch of him, I think he's a capable quarterback. But, you know, capable doesn't win a lot of games in the SEC. What's the ceiling for him this season? How good can he be this year? Well, I think the ceiling's pretty high, but, but that doesn't mean that that's where he'll be, if that makes any sense. Uh, you know, it, it's hard for me to say – a lot about Garantano because last year you kind of had to watch his offensive line to understand how good of a job he was doing um, because uh, I don't have the numbers right here in front of me. Probably should have because I knew you were calling. But <laughs> I, I think that, 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 you know, basically of 120 or so FBS teams, you know, Garantano was in the bottom 10 in terms of the amount of time he had to throw the football. You know, I think it was like two-thirds or something of his passes he was rushed. Uh, it was just an unbelievable amount of times. And then he had the worst rushing attack in the SEC. So he was hit all the time. He was running for his life all the time. He was banged up. And despite all that, he found a way to complete a pretty fair amount of his passes. So, uh, you know, I don't want to sit there and say that, oh, everything's great. You know, he's the best quarterback ever. But 
I do think that when you have the kind of offensive line situation they had last year, I think you got to give the kid a little bit of slack. I don't think he's that bad. Uh, I, I do think that, that if they can protect him a little bit better this season, if they can stay a little bit healthier up front, he'll have a chance because he has a really good group of wide receivers, um, and I think he's got some a pr- couple pretty good running backs behind him too, So and maybe, maybe one of the better tight ends in the league. So they've got things around him, um, but it doesn't matter if you don't protect him. I know Ty Chandler. I know Marquez Callaway. Those are names that are probably going to be familiar to most most people who follow the SEC. Who are some other playmakers that the Volunteers have this year that, that we should be keeping an eye on? Well, I think the other name people will probably be familiar with is Juwan Jennings, yeah. um, the the wide receiver who's, you know, if that kid could have stayed healthy throughout his career, it would have been a totally different story um, but because he is just a big physical playmaker, about 6'3", you know, just a big, strong guy. Um, really, really competitive. His teammates call him Dog because he competes like a dog in everything. He just he's an unbelievable competitor. He's a guy who's going to go out there and make plays too. Um, one of the most intriguing guys they have on their entire team is a guy named Dominic Wood Anderson, who two years ago was the number one tight end prospect um, in the JUCO ranks. And this is a kid who uh, they timed him this summer and they did all the measurements and everything. And he is a little over six four, weighs two hundred seventy pounds, and runs a four six forty. So he is what you might call a unicorn. He is a really rare kind of athlete. But, um, you know, tight ends are so dependent on the guys around them, too. You know, you got to protect the, you know, you got to protect the quarterback. You got to get the ball out on time. So a lot of things you got to do. And that tight end position is a hard one to learn. So I think last season, he was in the first year at the SEC level. And, that, and that's a big difference because this is a kid who I think played quarterback in high school. And he played wide receiver basically at JUCO. So he just kind of gradually kept getting bigger and then became a tight end, and he didn't really know how to play the position. Now I think he's learning that. So he is a pretty good player, could be a really good player. So that's another name to watch too. Um, But there's a couple playmakers on that offense. I think maybe the most intriguing wide receiver talent they have is a kid named Josh Palmer, who is about 6'3", 220 pounds, 215 pounds, really, really fast. Big, 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 strong kid and fast. He's probably the best of all their wide receivers in terms of his NFL potential, um, but uh, he had to learn how to play the position. He didn't play a lot of football growing up. He's from Canada, and he's a guy who um, has kind of been newer to the game than everybody else. If he picks things up, then he has the ability to be a great player. But, you know, a lot of it's, you know, they've got some pretty good players, but they need, they've got guys who need to pick it up too. When you look at Tennessee a season ago, defensively, uh, gave up 38 points or more in six different games. Obviously, all of those were losses for the Volunteers. Jeremy Pruitt, a defensive coach, it, it's sort of interesting. You look at Mississippi State and Joe Moorhead and the way they performed in offense, on offense in losses, and he's an offensive coach. Pruitt in losses defensively, they, they sort of were, were out, of, out of sorts there. How much better will they be defensively this season? I think they'll be better. You know, I think in a lot of games last season, you know, because a lot of that – there were some misnomers in there because, you know, for instance, like the Florida game, Tennessee turned the ball over six times. Yeah. And I don't care how many times, I don't care how decent you're playing on the defensive end, you turn over six times, a lot of times inside your own half the field, you're going to give up a lot of points. That's just how that goes. So, you know, I, I think that uh, between that and the offense not helping them out very much, I think that was part of the reason they had some struggles uh, last year in that way. But, but I do think that they are a team that um, – 
you know, they're, they're trying to learn a different way to play defense. You know, Pruitt wants to come in and play that 3-4 like Bama and Georgia and all those guys. That's his system. He, he's known that system. He's always coached to that system. Um, but you got to have bigger players to do that. And, and Tennessee was in a transition year last year. Didn't have a lot of size. Didn't have a lot of, you know, really great players on that side of the ball. And, and I think that that, that was going to be a rough year for them because they were trying to learn how to play. But if you watch – you know, the film from last season, Tennessee defensively wasn't quite that bad. Um, you know, Bama's going to do what it does to people. Georgia's going to do what it does to people. They turned the ball over six times against Florida. So that's three of your eight games right there. And, and that's going to throw your numbers off. That's, that's just how that's going to be. So I think they're okay there. I think they got a chance to be pretty solid. Um, if they want to be really good, though, they got to rush the passer better. Um, because in this day and age, everybody spreads the field. Everybody likes to chuck and duck a little bit. If you can't put pressure on the quarterback, you're hurting. And they got one guy, uh, Daryl Taylor, who's the SEC's leading returning sack guy. But other than that, they don't have much pass rush. So they got to get better there if they want to be better on defense. When you look at this game in particular, Tennessee versus Mississippi State, right there, sort of smack dab in the middle of the season. Uh, both teams will be coming off of, of big conference games the previous week. State will be at all. Actually, State comes off the bye, but they'll play Auburn the previous week. Tennessee has Georgia that week, and then Florida, obviously, before that. This is a huge game from, from my perspective for both teams. Just from the Tennessee perspective, how key is this Mississippi State game? Well, I think it's one of the the biggest games on the schedule. And I say that because, you know, if Tennessee wants to kind of be there and, and take that next step and get to, you know, seven, maybe even eight wins and you really kind of start turning the corner a little bit, there's a couple games they really got to win if they want to get there, I think. One of them is South Carolina, and the other one's Mississippi State. Those are, are two games that are right there that, that Tennessee, that they're very, very losable games, but if Tennessee plays well, they're also games Tennessee could win. You know, there's a lot of transition there in Mississippi State. I think a lot of people, you know, are, are kind of floored when they saw how many guys State had at the Combine last year. And, you know, if you don't watch State a lot, you, you didn't realize just how many players they had on that team last year. And they still have some now. Um, but they lost a lot last year, so this is a good time for Tennessee to be playing them, or at least a better time than usual. So they've got an opportunity to go out there and win that football game if they do what they're supposed to do. Um, but uh, if they go out there and they don't play well, they could get crushed. And those two games right there, South Carolina and Mississippi State, those are two absolutely critical games for Tennessee uh, because if Tennessee can win those games, it can be a pretty solid year. If not, they're going to be hurt. You know, th- those are games that they just, you know, to be – to be put as simply as possible, Tennessee has got to win at least one of those games, if not both of them, if they want to have the kind of year they want to have. All right. Wes Rucker from Go Vols 24-7, man. Thanks for jo- so much uh, for joining me on the podcast today. No problem. Anytime. Happy to help. A Super Talk Mississippi yeah. media production.